Hey, everybody. We're back with another episode of the Steel Target Paint Podcast. Jeff Jones and Steve Foster, and we've got a special guest on today. But, you know, Steve, we start each of these off with what have you been shooting? So tell everybody what you've been shooting. Well, Jeff, last weekend I was at the uh, Rimfire Challenge Shooting Association World Rimfire Match, so that's what I was shooting, a little bit outside of what I normally do, but I had a great time. How about you, Jeff? What have you been shooting lately? Well, last weekend was supposed to be our, our, Mac, our match at the WAC, and a big storm came through, and we got rained out. So I've just been practicing getting ready for Area 6 this weekend. Awesome. So, Steve, I want to do one little thing uh, before we get into the interview. Um, you know, I've been on rimfire race guns, and, and I just want to do a couple call-outs. Um, one, uh, did you see the smoke and runs that Lanch Bratcher had put down in uh, rimfire rifle? Hey, you know what, Jeff? I'm not sure if uh, many people know this, but we just picked him up as a secondary sponsored shooter, and I was fortunate enough to meet him out in Arkansas. And man, that kid's a madman with a with a rifle. He's he's having the time of his life, which is really really cool. He's uh, been messaging me on Facebook. We're going back and forth, and. Man, it was like a 136 or so, somewhere in there. I think his last run was a 136, and I swear he ran it differently than he ran all the other ones. <laughs> Maybe he found the key to success. <laughs> well, the other one, uh, the, the next one I want to call out is, is you. Um, I saw a post about your, your CWA race guns. Now, the post said you're getting... 14 seconds faster per string. No, no, no. Um, point, <laughs> point one four, Jeff. Point Are one you four. sure? I didn't see a Hang decimal on, point see. in there. Maybe it was blocked on my Facebook page. Maybe it was. You know, these, uh, I've told my wife for years that these little fat fingers, it should be classified as a disability. I'm looking at it right now. It says I am approximately point one four seconds quicker, Jeff. Okay, so I'm going to blame it on my eyes. I, I think can't you need see to go to the optometrist point. and then <laughs> with Hunter's HD Gold. He makes some of the best shooting glasses in the business uh the last call out i saw is i want to say congratulations to maria grimes uh she made master in rimfire rifle she and kurt were over in england shooting a steel challenge match over there did you get to see that pistol he had to put together to shoot over there oh wow i was intimidated maybe because it's longer i would shoot that better than a regular pistol <laughs> i don't know but and the, the cool part in talking with kurt about his experience spending a couple hours on the phone over the last you know a couple days chit-chatting with him about our friends over there at ely and mark and michael and all those folks that are so fantastic over there and he said man everybody loved the gun it it ran like a demon i said hey you know what any gun that runs like a demon's a gun that people want to buy and somehow he made it back out of the country with a gun or at least that's what he's telling me well, you know, I was wondering if instead of shooting the targets, he could just tap them with that gun because that barrel seemed to be huge. Oh, I know. <laughs> and then they've got that uh, that post. I'm not sure if it's 16 inches, 12 inches, 18 inches, whatever it is, on the back of the gun that's hooked to the grip. I'm not sure exactly where that lock comes from, but I could imagine transitioning and his rod keeps hitting me on the inside. <laughs> Talk about distracting. Well, let's get in today's uh, episode. We have a very special guest. Um, why don't you tell everybody who we have? Yeah, we've got Heather Martin. She's the president of the Rimfire Challenge Shooting Association. How are you doing, Heather? I'm doing great. Happy to be here. 
It seems like so long since I've last seen you. Oh, it's only been a couple oh, of days. Oh, yeah, I know. Just a few days. <laughs> <laughs> In that wonderful, steamy, Arkansas, rainy, sunny, humid weather. Oh, yeah. You know, that, that first day when we pulled up to the range. Jeff, have you ever been to the old uh, Fort? Fort yeah, have you been there, Jeff? I have not. It's interesting because there's there's two roads into the facility. It's really kind of like the same road, you know what I mean? It does like a 90 degree, and the gun clubs kind of take a left. But the GPS said, hey, I go down this this paved road, and it turned into a dirt road. And, well, then it turned into, like, I'm in a farmer's field, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, tapping the ways. hasn't taken me uh, too far out of the way from time to time, but... Yeah, I, I was starting to get concerned. My daughter's looking at me like, Daddy, are we going the right way? I said, yeah, sure, honey. She's like, Daddy, give me the, give me the phone. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a good experience. But I'm telling you what, it's, it's pretty wet out there. <laughs> we got there on Thursday because we were helping Larry set up for the Steel Target Paint side batch. And then uh, Chet said he was going to be hanging around. And so, of course, my... My new gun was there. I was like, hey, could you hold still? I'll be there in 36 minutes. <laughs> so we went out there, man. There was, on Thursday, there was mosquitoes, man. I think it's the state bird in Arkansas. Those things are like three inches long. So thank goodness we had some spray, but that's another story. Small pterodactyls, eh? Oh, yeah. I haven't seen them like that since 2017 South Carolina State match. How you doing, Zach Jones? You remember that, Zach? <laughs> Zach, are you listening? <laughs> Hey, Jeff, I'm not sure if Zach told you that or not, but on all those match shirts going forward, he had a mosquito with, like, a circle with a bar going through them. Yes, I, I have those shirts. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's where that comes from. Well, Heather, you approached us uh, with an interesting idea, and we're going to run with it. So why don't you tell everybody what your idea is? Well, tonight um, I am getting to help uh, run this podcast and interview one of your um, – regular host here and that would be interviewing steve foster about his experience at the world rim fire match that he was just at that's awesome i love it go for it okay, Heather, take yeah, it so, away so jeff you can sit back kick your feet up <laughs> have a beverage and chime in when you feel like it i was going to say have you listened to the podcast if you're going to ask me to be quiet it's not going to happen <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm looking on our tool here. Is there a mute? No, I can't find it. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Heather, I've been looking for like 12 and a half months for that mute button. But I haven't found it. Well, I have to be nice since I'm the guest host here that I cannot uh, mute him. So I mean, he gets to speak all he wants. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm I might be muted. I, I'm feeling intimidated already. I don't know how good it is. How good a, I'm going to be at answering these questions. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Well, first off, thank you guys for, for this opportunity. And, and um, Steve, thank you for coming to the 2019 Rimfire Challenge Shooting Association World Rimfire. It was exciting to see you there. So was this your first World Rimfire match that you've been to? It was not. It was my third. Uh, I shot 2016 and 2017 at Cavern Cove, and unfortunately, I did not make 2018. And uh, I was fortunate to be able to squeak in there in the last minute. Jeff, it's good to have some friends. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you a little quick story about how all that happened, because I, I don't feel as though that I was nearly close to being prepared 
for the match as I would like, but you know, a lot of people say that. I, I think the common phrase of when you're walking around talking to shooters because they were very, very technical stages, and we'll, I'm sure we'll get into that at some point. It's like, hey, how are you shooting? I don't know, and I, you know, it's okay, it's not that good, you know. Hey, Nate Gibson, I shoot. Yeah, I'm having fun. I'm like, yeah, okay, you know, it was, <laughs> it, it was like that, you know. And I'm, I saw Colby he was shooting rifle, and they were right behind us, and. I said, man, Colby, how are you shooting? He's like, man, I don't, I don't know. It's it's not looking good. And what we didn't realize, Jeff, is like 3.5 seconds on a rifle stage, that was blistering. You know? Wow. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, anyway, to make a long story short, um, I haven't really talked much about this, but my oldest daughter, Vanessa, she's 12 years old, and she's actually having a, a major back surgery that's going to happen here in a couple weeks. She's got a, we found out, literally in August that she's got a severe case of scoliosis that just kind of like happened really, really quick. And so she's going to have uh, about 75% of her back fused. And so her mother and I were talking about with her and like, Hey, you know, is there anything you want to do or a trip or so on and so forth? And she, so she couldn't make up her mind. So I, I sent to the Mississippi state steel challenge match, I don't know, three, four weeks ago, something like that. She said, Hey daddy, who's going to be, who's going to be going there? And I said, well, you know, Grant's going to be there. Connor Moody's going to be there. The Cunningham sisters are going to be there and blah, blah, blah. And I'm, she's like, Hey, can I come with you? And I'm like, sure. You know, up until this point in Heather, she really hasn't had a lot of interest in shooting or anything like that. But, mm -hmm. um, a lot of these folks have, uh, you know, Grant specifically, I've got a great relationship with Grant. He's been over to my house, and him and Billy have stayed here for a week or so, and we've done some training and whatnot. And uh, so that's the same thing's happened with, you know, Matt Gallagher and his daughter Bailey Gallagher. And at the Georgia match, they uh, they stayed with us and did some training and did some shooting and all that kind of stuff. And unbeknownst to me, my oldest daughter, Vanessa, talks to Bailey every single day, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. So she's like, hey, can I go with you? I'm like, sure. So she came to the match, and Mike and Elsie Baker were there, and, you know, just a, a bunch of bunch of folks. And so she's like, hey, I had – she literally had the time of her life. And then – so after we got back from the Mississippi match, she says, Daddy, I know what I want to do for this little trip. I'm like, where? You know, you want to go over to Switzerland or something or what? <laughs> That's a long story. She's into Marcus and Martinez. They're like a thing. That's another podcast all by itself. So she's uh, so she's like, hey, Daddy, uh, you going to the World Rimfire Championship? I said, no. You know, I'm, I've got uh, Area 6 coming up, which is this upcoming weekend, and then the Florida State match, which is a couple weeks after her surgery. She saw Daddy. I, I, you know, remember what we talked about? And I'm like, I don't know what you're saying here. She's I want to go. And I'm like, you know, we looked at the price of flights. And at this point, I don't know what it was, Heather, what, two weeks ago? Or yeah, it was just a couple weeks before. A couple weeks before the match or something mm -hmm. like that. I don't know. It was like eight days or something, Jeff. She's being kind. I said, hey, Heather, uh, you got any spots open? She's like, no. I said, really? And uh, so I was able to, there were some cancellations and whatnot, was able to squeeze into the match. And. You know, it was, uh, we looked at flying, which was, you know, $1,500 or driving, and so we made a road trip out of it. It was 10 and a half hours each way, not including stopping, but uh, she had the time of her life, so that was really, really cool and really special. And next year, we're going to hope to see her out there shooting side by side with you. Yeah, that's that's kind of, it's interesting. She's, she's into it. Um, my... 
my critical mistake as a father, I've got a lot of them, but one of them is is that each of the girls individually a couple of years ago were, you know, shooting a little bit. And this is before Heather, I'm not sure if you know, but you know, I moved about a year and a half ago and I've got a home range. Here it comes. Yeah. Here it yes. comes. <laughs> I wasn't sure, you know, if you listen to the podcast Heather, I haven't talked about <laughs> yeah. it in a while. Yeah, uh, yeah, and and I'll I'll second that that, you know, we've got a nice range at our house too that we're expanding. Everybody's you know what? got a range now. <laughs> I, knew I, was, I knew I was in good company, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we would go to um, South River Gun Club and shoot a little bit, this and that. And the calculated mistake that I made was is I took both girls at the same time about two years ago. And it was kind of a fight for my attention. And then both girls, like, stopped cold turkey. So in the last couple of weeks, uh, Vanessa, my little one, I call her a little one, she's 10 now, Olivia, they've, uh, they've all been shooting maybe once or twice a week for the last uh, last couple of weeks. So we'll see where it goes. Vanessa's having a little bit of a difficult time because she's left-eye dominant and right-handed, so she's trying to figure that out a little bit. But, uh, yeah, yeah, hopefully hopefully this, not this upcoming weekend, the weekend after we have our Griffin local match, so. Vanessa plans to go, so I'm still going to try to talk her into shooting. But she loves, loves my CWA Oreo Blizzard, Blizzard guns. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've had Kelly out there on Instagram. She's like, Steve, so what are you going to do with that gun? Sorry, Kelly. It's already been taken. <laughs> awesome. Well, well, Steve, as somebody who now is getting his daughters involved in the sport and somebody who shoots a lot of steel challenge, and you've already referenced tonight about some of the stages and how technically challenged Empire Challenge, the World Empire Challenge match was. Can you explain to some of the listeners from your experience some of the main differences that you've seen between Empire Challenge and Steel Challenge, and and how are you know how are you uh, using that experience to teach your daughters and talk to them about the differences in the two sports? That's a great question. I think that's like a two-hour podcast by itself, Heather. I, I think that. <laughs> It's been interesting since um, the World Rimfire match. It used to be NSSF that owned it, I guess, until, what, a year, two years ago, something like that. So there was always, like, a strong presence in Alabama, which isn't that far from from us. But since since uh, the World Rimfire match last year went to Missouri or whatnot, for whatever reason, there hasn't been a state match um, until uh, Chuck and Diana Ashcraft took it over and we shot one I think in 2017 but outside of that uh, you know I haven't been to really a rimfire match since then but I will say early I really started shooting beginning of 2016 in terms of taking this stuff competitive and serious and all this kind of jazz and so rimfire you're, 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 you're serious about this oh yeah I would have never guessed, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm popping up everywhere. Yes, I know. You just everywhere. No, no. Keep but, going. But, but my heart really is in Rim Fire Challenge mm -hmm. because I've got one of the best opportunities, and you know, Jeff and I were talking about this the other day, is that I started really February 2016, and I have to go back in the – in my memory, I'm getting older. Not as old as Jeff, by the way, but I'm getting a little bit older, so I can't remember stuff. Hey, Jeff, you still Hello. Hello, senior <laughs> citizen. That's abuse. All right, just checking with you. But it was at the 2016 Mississippi um, Rimfire Challenge, I guess. Again, it was NSSF at the time. 
had their um, state championship, and you know, I'd only shot. I think that was really my first rimfire, you know, two gun type match I ever shot. And so, you know, I'm there, and that's the first time I met Steve Cole and and Piper and uh, you know a couple of other folks. And so I got squatted. So I, I'm I pull up this range and talk about human. Oh my goodness. I wish I knew uh, Z Clear and Hunter's H to Gold back then. So we pull up this range, and, you know, I get squatted, and everybody's kind of, you know, like looking around. There's a couple people with jerseys on. I've got my eyes out shirt and, and shorts on. And so I get on the squad, and I see, see these couple uh, steel target paint jerseys. First time I met Teddy Gartman. First time I met Matt Cowan. It, so it's crazy, right? And then there's this guy up there, you know, he's he's got this rainbow technology shirt on. And he's got this can kind of upside down. He's like, yeah, this is steel target paint. And I'm kind of like, what the heck is this all about? So I squatted with Larry Steely. And, uh, you know, we're just BSing, trying to keep this kid-friendly podcast. But we were BSing. And I'm always interested in people that are entrepreneurs. And he talked about his dad starting a business and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so I was fortunate to uh, – it, it was interesting because we got to the, you know, the end. And they didn't post the match scores. Uh, kind of like what they do today, you know, they don't do that kind of thing. And they said, well, yeah, you know, limited third place is Cooter and second place is Bob. And then, you know, first place is uh, in limited Steve Foster. Everybody's like, hey, you know, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, hey, what's up, everybody? Everybody, you know, you see people start whispering, who the heck's that? And I'm like, <laughs> this guy came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm from Georgia. Thanks for, thanks for all the prizes. And then uh, we got into, you know, and people were clapping, which was cool. And then we got into open. And, uh, you know, third place was, it may have been Piper, but she won, I think, high junior. And then second place was Billy Bob. I'm not sure who it was. And then first place, like, and, and, and it's, it's, is this right? Yeah, it's Steve Foster again. <laughs> and so there was, like, one person clapping in the back. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Steve took all the fun out of this match. I'm like, hey, thanks, everybody. Thanks for the prizes. We'll see you later. And, uh, you know, Larry says, hey, why don't you hold this can of steel target paint, and I'll post this picture out later. And and Piper as well. And he said, yeah, what's this for? Hey, just smile. And, you know, so he got a picture of Piper and I holding steel target paint cans. My tactical solution shirt. I'm like, yeah. He says, hey, uh, you know, you're pretty good at this, huh? And I said, yeah. I said, are you, he says, are you sponsored? Well, you know, I got this thing going on with tactical solutions and SJC, and I'm waiting on a jersey. And he said, oh, no, no, you need to wear a steel target paint jersey. And I'm like, yeah, okay, buddy. You know, I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> he said, no, no, man, here's my card. Call me. And so we were riding home from the range. And uh, my wife's like, man, you're not really going to call that guy, are you? I said, I don't know. So I put it in the top drawer of my desk, and I'm like, eh, you know, maybe. So a week later, two week, no, it was probably two weeks later, you know, I pick up the phone. And uh, I was like, uh, hey, uh, is this Larry? He's like, yeah, who the hell is this? And I'm like, hey, it's Steve. Steve, Steve. Hey, the guy from Mississippi? And he dropped his phone. At least that's what it sounded like. He's like, man, I didn't think you were going to call me. And I said, you know what? If I listened to my wife, I wouldn't have called you either. And uh, so uh, I guess that was in end of June, beginning of July. And he said, uh, you, you ever shoot a world speed shoot before? And I said, yeah, I shot one. He said, uh, well, I'm going to get us a plane ticket. We're heading to uh, heading to California. And at that point, I was like, what kind of program is this? You know what I mean? So that's how I met, that's how I met Larry Steele. So to make and I'll get back to your original question, but that's that's where, you know, really Larry and Steel Tiger Paint really catapulted me into the shooting sports because I wouldn't be able to do what I 
have done without Larry and, and the support of the Rainbow Technology Steel Target Paint family. So that's where my roots are really at is in a, in a two-gun match um, in Rimfire Challenge. So Steel Challenge, Rimfire Challenge, woo-wee, very different games. Um, I think that the big difference is which, which people like myself and Chris and several others, we exploited a little bit is, uh, you know, the average, well, let's just say a really good shooter coming in, you know, let's say if they're shooting a rimfire rifle or a PCC and they really haven't shot steel challenge, uh, yeah, they don't have anything for us because we practice steel challenge. You know, it's one of those things where you start to drift into subconscious shooting and, um, you know, the, the dot or the sight's always where you expect it to be, and then you're just pulling the trigger. It's a little bit of confirmation, and sometimes you have to make some minor adjustments. Rimfire challenge, whew, throw that plan out the window. Like this past week, or, you know, at this past match, it was very, Jeff, it was, when I say conscious shooting, I mean, it was conscious shooting. I mean, there was no point and pull the trigger and all that kind of jazz. So every single, uh, every single stage, there were 16 stages at a world match, and, you know, when I'm shooting Steel Challenge, and even a lot of the local matches, there may be eight or ten stages, 16 stages. Jeff, I'm just not built for stamina. And stamina. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, and it, it seemed like uh, all the targets were far. Maybe it was just me because I'm getting older. And uh, I, I wish I brought a tape measure. First time I met Rob Elliott, a.k.a. Big Nasty. I know why they call him Big Nasty because he puts friggin' eight-inch plates on it from 45 <laughs> yards. So, uh, yeah, it's true, right? I I'm telling you. So I'm like, so I'm like, hey, I say, hey, Rob, how big is it played out there? Oh, man, it's eight inches. I'm like, I can't say what I told him. I said, there ain't no way. Like, 35 yards and eight inches. Jeff, I'm serious. You pull up, and I, and I do keep a relatively small dot on um, my, uh, my rimfire rifle iron gun. I swear to God, the dot covered the plate. I mean, it was... Yeah, it was very, very technical stages. So, um, so the difference is, you know, something that you practice like steel challenge that you've got, you know, known courses of fire and you've kind of figured it out. You shoot them all over and over again and you kind of drift in and out of the subconscious shooting and it's, uh, it can be very, very fast and very, very effective. Um, I, I don't point shoot. There's a couple of other folks, Grant and I were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. I like, yeah, I'm point shooting, smoking them. I'm like, yeah, how's that working out? He's sometimes it's a one, two, and sometimes it's a three, two. And I said, no, I, I got you. I got you, brother. That kid's, that kid's a beast. But so it, it's, it's very different, but having seven targets, it, it's, uh, and some of this is my fault, and, and I went out there to have a good time and all that kind of jazz, and I'm pleased with how I finished, but I'm not as good of a pistol shooter as the best pistol shooters that shoot Rimfire Challenge. Oh, rifle, I can certainly hold my own, and if not, you know, be on the, in the, the top handful, but I'm a speed guy, and there wasn't a lot of speed guy type stages, so uh, it, was, it, was, it was very technical and very challenging, so it's a very, very different match and what I've shot. And I will tell you, Jeff, you know, you shoot a lot of steel challenge, you know, you shoot five places, like, oh, crap, there's two more. <laughs> <laughs> no? and, and you have a max of 11 rounds. Oh, you yeah. Reload. Yeah, no, there was, uh, mm -hmm. I only did that once with the pistol. And, you know, my buddy uh, Chet Whistle with CWA, yeah, he had to videotape that, and he sent it to me. He's, he said, hey, Steve, uh, why don't you tighten up a little bit? And I'm like, of all the stages I shot, and I shot some good stages, you send me that? He's like, he, 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 he. And I'm like, 
Love you, Chet, like a brother. So that it, it was, it was, it was definitely different. So one thing that I I heard throughout your story here is that you know you got to start in Swimfire Challenge, and and one of the things with Swimfire Challenge is it's really focusing on those on those young shooters, but those new shooters. And new shooters doesn't necessarily mean that you're under the age of sixteen. New shooters can be any age, and you're a, you're a testament to that of having started in some way, shape, or form the Rimfire Challenge at definitely an older age, just like I was. Oh, yeah. You know, at, at that match, Heather, you and I only only brought up the average age by, like, two months. I mean, there's a bunch of kids walking around there. I'm like, holy cow. Yeah. But, that you know, we have seen that a little bit in the Steel Challenge side of, side of the game where um, some of these younger shooters are definitely um, quicker and have come to fame, and, you know, a lot of them are homeschooled. A lot of them have... Jeff, you guessed it, a home range. Yep, yep. and uh, there it is. It, but they, they're putting in the time, man. I, you know, talking with Grant or Chris or Dave Gibson or fill in the blank. I mean, these guys are putting in five, six days a week. The Cunningham girls, you know, they're putting in. They're put, they're throwing some. They're stacking some brass at their feet, and and it's not. Uh, it's not a necessarily a young thing. It's it's you know not having a girlfriend, boyfriend, big truck with tires. Um, you know. A mortgage payment, you know, <laughs> big job. support, have to put yeah, food on the know. table. Yeah. Hey, hey, Dad, why did the ammo stop coming? Oh, okay, I'll go buy some more. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's all that, too, you know. So, for this week, this last weekend at the match, you've already shared a lot of stories. Do you have a favorite moment from the weekend? I, I would say it, it's probably, hmm. You know, I, I would say the overall theme was was extremely positive, mainly, again, you know, I, I love Rim Fire Challenge and all that kind of stuff, but I really went because my daughter wanted to go, and she had the time of her life. I mean, she was just, you know, chatting it up when, when she went out there, and, you know, at some point I'm like, did I bring her with me? Because where the heck she go? You know, so I'd call her once in a while, hey, where you at? Oh, we're the Fox Brothers. I'm like, okay, I'll keep an eye on those guys, too. But, you know, it's, <laughs> but, but she met, she met, you know, she's good friends with Caitlin and Bailey and she knows Seth and Ian Fox. I mean, she knows Grant and, you know, a bunch of these top notch, um, young, young individuals that are just, you know, people that she now looks up to people that I look up to cause I've got a lot of respect for them, but she, you know, met Bella and Issa and Sergio and, you know, just, just some of the other upcoming shooters, Bryce Jones and Nate and, you know, Lance and, you know, Connor and, you know, just a bunch of really, really cool people. So overall, that was the theme. But if there was, whew, I've got two close seconds, two, two specific that kind of, kind of merge into one. So, uh, Aubrey Hansen is, uh, is uh, Nate Gibson's mother, and she posted a picture as either Saturday night or or Sunday into it, where there was I think it was Bryce and uh, Nate, and I'm not sure who else was Connor and somebody else. Um, they were they were all around my big head because Chet Whistle he reached out to me. He's like, "Hey man, send me a high resolution picture." And I said, "Of what, Chet?" <laughs> He's like, "No man, no, man you, you." I said, "I said." We're gonna do send out Christmas cards or something. He's like, "No, nah, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna blow you up." I said, "Really? That doesn't sound comfortable." He said, "No, man, no, no, I'm gonna, you know, I've got the CWA 
thing, but you know, I want you give me a quote and I want to put your picture on this this banner thing. And I'm like, I, <laughs> you know, overall, I'll say completely humbled by that experience, and and I do have a lot of respect for Chet and what he's doing, and and um, very humbled by the relationship him and I have developed over the last year and a half. I can go more into that at some other time, but he. Uh, I said, hey, Chet, you know, I love you like a brother and, you know, this and that. And I said, you know, has anybody told you yet this is a bad idea? <laughs> and he goes, hey, Chet's going Chet's gonna to send me some hate mail when I tell this. He said, yeah, my, my buddies were telling me I need to get a gun bunny. He said, when I show them your picture, that's not what they were talking about. <laughs> so uh, so they, put, they put my big head and made it bigger mm -hmm. and uh, – on a big banner, which, you know, I'm, again, I'm, I'm very humbled that he has that kind of faith and trust me because I, I love him like a brother, but these guys, you know, they, they did this kind of like number one thing around, around me and, uh, she posted it and I, you know, I just, I just thought that, you know, that was so cool. These, these, these young gentlemen are really the future of the sport and I kid around with Bryce and, and whatnot that those guys are just so good at a young age and NATO took it overall. Um, you know, people were asking me how does I you know who's gonna win this, who's gonna win this? And I said, Well, you know, Colby's Colby's a stud, right? You know, the guys won it what, four years in a row? Cole Bush <laughs> lost him by a quarter second last year. I said, Those two guys are tops, but my my prediction was was uh Grant Kunkel. Or Nate Gibson. Everybody's like, well, why Nate Gibson? And I said, here's here's what you need to watch out for. Because we all kind of, at least I do, because I'm a student of the game and of the sport, I always kind of keep eyes on and see who's doing what. And I've seen Nate shoot two years ago, I think it was, in Alabama. I'm like, holy cow, who's this kid? And he was, I don't know if he's 15 now or 16 now. Um, hopefully he gets a, parents need to buy him a card. Girlfriend card. Yeah. Scholarship. Yeah. School. Are you listening um, to me? Are you hearing me now? Um but I saw him shoot when he was like 13 or 14 years old, and I was like, holy cow. And I called Cole Bush at the same time because he was, he was a beast a couple of years ago in Alabama. And people are like, you think they're that good? And I said, you know, if they've gotten this good this quick and they put in the same dedication, we're talking world champions here, folks. Um, Grant, Grant dropped one stage. He, he, uh, he dropped one stage, or he may have been top one or top two, but hats off to Nate Gibson. He... Uh, he shot a heck of a match. Heather, let me turn it around on you. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. the president of the organization, um, very involved in a match. What was your number one memory from the match? Oh, boy. Now I'm going to have to stumble kind of like, like uh, Steve there. And there's, a, there's probably several of them. Um, I think for me, um, overall, just the fact that as a Rimfire Challenge community, how everybody came together and we could, as a community, um, support the match, have fun at the match. Every, you know, everybody had a grand, grand time. I, it, I walked around to, as much as I could to, you know, talk to people, and everybody was enjoying themselves. And, and people were, were pitching in when, you know, we got there. People were, people were calling me weeks before, hey, I'm going to be there early. you have anything for me to do? So just the fact that this community came together and, and helped to, to make this match a success, I think, is really probably the the biggest, probably memory or best memory of the event. Hey, that's a good memory. That's a good hey, memory to have. Hey, Jeff, can I answer that question for Heather? Because I've got a favorite Heather moment. That okay, she, let's hear it. She was uh -oh. kind of involved in. 
Man, I'm telling you what, this was out of control. You saw some of the hype out on Facebook. I mean, Larry made this video about challenging Brian and Big Nasty in this, uh, oh, yeah, this cowboy, cowboy action. You know, at some point in time, I was thinking that was the only thing going on at this Fire <laughs> Championship. This is like a cowboy match. I'm like, honey, where's my hat at, you know? I'm like, I need to get some guns because I went in on this. And Larry and I were talking about that tonight. I'm like, hey, man, uh, you know. I'll ask Heather about the mechanical thing because I'm not sure if I can shoot a five-shot revolver, <laughs> six-shot revolver. But uh, my favorite Heather moment involved Larry. So these guys were a bunch of bunch of hams, and and when it came to Rob, who announced it? Rob. Was it Rob that announced Larry as the Cowboy World Championship? He kind of like I don't know if he bumped Heather, kind of playing around, but right behind Heather was this you know, trophy, and it's kind of funny seeing Nate, <laughs> I call him Nate Dog, Nate Gibson holding this trophy because it's like half the size of <laughs> half the size of Nate. So Larry, Larry kind of nudges Heather and holds up Nate's trophy that hasn't been awarded to Nate yet. Look at the champion! <laughs> and I was like, put it down, Larry. <laughs> I, I tell you, Jeff, it was, it was, it was probably one of the funniest things I've ever yeah. seen. That falls in line with uh, with Brian getting the award for being the best dressed in cowboy and me having to remind him that he had to wear pants and the chaps. <laughs> you know, I, I think that was a good reminder if he, he didn't need it or not because with Brian, you never know. <laughs> never know. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, on, on that note, I'm glad you brought that because, you know, a huge thanks to, to Larry for um, stepping up and signing up for cowboy and being willing to stick with it because at one point he's like, um, so did you actually get enough people? And it's like, yes. And he's like, oh, okay, I guess I'm doing this. <laughs> so, you know, there's, there's definitely been a renewed interest in it, which is really exciting to see. And, and we're actually, you know, as a board, we're, we're already looking at mechanical. And is there opportunities to bring that back? No guarantee. But, you know, there's things we have to look at and the rules around it and all that. But there's definitely renewed interest. Heather, you need to bring back mechanicals. I'm, I'm not sure. What was Larry shooting? You were shooting like two, there were five or six shot uh, 22 I think two revolvers. six shot. And the other guys were shooting a, ten, oh, a single 10 shot revolver. Oh, so yeah. he, on top of that, he took first place shooting two six shot revolvers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's some talent there. Oh, he, he can, and I would say, I didn't watch Big Nasty shoot, but I saw um, Brian with Hunter's AC goal run in the lever. Lever action and uh, Larry was shooting. Uh, was it a Winchester model ninety four twenty two? He was running. I'm telling you what, Jeff. I don't know if he short stroked that thing or whatever it was. He was running that thing like a boss. I'm like, oh, okay, now, all right, all right. <laughs> you may need to bring that to the next steel challenge match. Shoot rimfire rifle iron with that thing. Yeah. He was he was rocking and rolling with that thing. Well, but, next year enough that uh, maybe we'll be able to see uh, twenty two Plinkster out there shooting some uh, mechanical or cowboy action since he is a big. Lever action gun shooter. Shoots, oh, yeah. a lot of Henry. Shoots a lot of Henry, so we might be seeing some Henrys out there next year. <laughs> you know, I've got a Henry, and I've got a, a, a Heritage pistol. Uh, I've never even considered shooting them in a, uh, a competition, but uh, who knows? We don't get a lot of rimfire challenge down here in Florida, but, uh, you know, have, have car and guns may travel. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah, Plankster was already talking smack with Larry by, okay, I'm going to come and get you. Larry's like, oh, you think so, boy? <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. So Larry says, why don't you start off and get yourself a Winchester 94-22? Uh, 
And Planxter like came out of character a little bit. He's like, "Hey, Larry, I, you know, I've got a thing going on with Henry, and so I'm not picking up no Winchester." He says, "All right, you better bring that Win- that Henry, then, boy. I'm gonna smack you around with." Yeah, so it's already begun. Yeah, already begun. So yeah, huge thanks to Larry for stepping up to do that, and thanks to Brian Connolly for me being able to twist his arm a little bit to encourage him to uh, to come out and participate. And he swore that he would uh, take fourth place. And he was only three guys shooting. It's kind of hard, but you know, I kept telling him, "No, you'll at least take third. And he did. <laughs> <laughs> so, for me overall, I mean, this goes back to the whole community and and how great this community is and and the fun we have because it's everybody's just enjoying themselves. I mean, steel challenges lot when we can have a lot of fun, but there's a point in time where everybody gets kind of the serious mode. I, yeah, I, I don't see a whole lot of that going at Rimfire Challenge. Even though you have some really great shooters out there, everybody's still having just a lot of fun, like we're one big family picnic. You know, Steve and I had a, a we've talked to a number of people, and this is a game, this is a hobby, this isn't a job. Although I'm sure as president of the RCSA, you feel sometimes like it's a job. But that's in a different position. But, you know, as shooters, you know, we're spending money to do this. Um, and uh, if you're not having fun, you really got to step back and go, why am I doing this? Because it should be about fun. Yes. You know, we can have bad stages. You can have bad matches. Um, and that's okay. But if you're not having fun, at the end of the day, you got to stop and you got to think, why am I doing this? Maybe I need to find something else. Exactly. So I have one more question for you, Steve, about the weekend. Well, maybe two, but for sure one. So okay. we're after going through this event, having you know, having more technical stages, and you talked about how you know you go around asking people how you do, and everybody's like, oh, I'm not really sure because you can't really correlate this to to steel challenge. Um, overall, were you surprised or disappointed by your overall placement because you managed to pull out, I think, eleven overall. Yeah, if it, I remember it, it was uh, yes. I, I was eleventh overall, eighth in open, and tenth in limited. And <laughs> I was I was very surprised because I put zero prep into this, and I knew that you know just just going from the five target presentation to a seven was going to be a big change. Um, I did not expect two things. I didn't expect every stage to be seven targets. Maybe, yeah, I think they're all seven. And I didn't expect any, all of them to be, well, technical. There was probably one pistol stage that was, was relatively quick. Let's call it two that were relatively quick. The rifle stages overall, there was one that was semi-quick. And I think I shared this with Jeff the other night. I was BSing with him on, on the way home, and I was, I was telling him, it's kind of like, Jeff, imagine smoke at home, but out at like 40 yards or 35 yards, <laughs> and then add two more 18 by 24s on other, either side. It's, it's when you pull up the gun, it's like, oh, yeah, that should be quick. But you're talking long shots and transitions, you know. I think I got one down in the 250 range, which at that distance I thought was a smoke and run. But what, what I vacillated in and out of is I tried to push it. So everything was very, very conscious shooting besides one of the pistol stages. That was kind of the fast one. It was kind of like you went up three targets down three 12-inch targets. I was like, oh, my God, they do have 12-inch targets. <laughs> <laughs> they used them all in one stage, Jeff, but they had them. Um, and, you know, that one was a little bit more, you know, in my wheelhouse subconscious type shooting. 
but the rest was very, very calculated. I mean, and there was a lot of, you know, when we talk about technical, there was a lot of smaller targets out further, but there was also speed traps. There wasn't enough to really get stuff going. So you had maybe a 10-inch plate to an 18 by 24, then into an 8-inch plate, and you're talking, you know, let's say it's 20 yards. I don't know if it was 18, or it felt a little bit farther than than pendulum. So you really, you know, it, it was a, it was a, you had to have very control and a lot of discipline. Where I went a little bit wrong is because again, I'm not as quite of a confident as a pistol shooter as I'm a rifle shooter. So when I started on pistols, I was like, holy cow, this is... And so, you know, first one I went one for one, and the second one I'm like, yeah, let me turn up the juice a little bit, because I don't think a 3.75 second run's going to be good. And then every, it seemed like the majority of times when I pushed it just a little bit, you know, I, I picked up a couple misses, and I just couldn't, couldn't get there. And so if I would have shot as consistently as I do in the Steel Challenge, I would have been in the top handful, maybe top five. I just had way, way too many pickups, both in pistol as well as rifle. And, um, yeah, so so based on my own performance, like, man, I'm going to be lucky if I'm in the top 20. And somebody came over shaking my hands like, hey, man, you did good. I said, you know, what am I, like 25 or something? Because when you really looked around, I would say that you had some, I mean, you had a ton of world champions ahead of me, and you had some world champions behind me on the list. So it, it was there was a, a ton of exceptional shooters there, and to be eleventh overall, psh, yeah, I, I was I was I was very very happy with that result. Well, and, and on our squad, we had um, several new shooters. I think we had three new shooters to win fire challenge. One of them being twenty two Plinkster, and he was really nervous. And of course, him he's better at certain guns and others like you and um he kept saying oh heather you're gonna beat me i'm like no no you're doing good you're doing good he ended up beating me this match first time out shooting rimfire challenge but somebody like 22 plankster um i've worked with some people that are uh long-range precision shooters you know olympic style that type of thing and they end up being the best students when it comes to steel challenge because they have all the fundamentals they just need to get out of their own way and be able to shoot at speed and so i found teaching people like that oh yeah this guy that um that's coming back here in a couple of weeks i won't mention his name but he uh he came down to me he's like oh yeah i shot five or six matches and you know we got him out there he's going one for one i'm like yeah okay I was like all right uh you know you got second gear in that thing or are you gonna stay down there in first gear and he, he classed up in the two major rifles um, in his first match, and he'll probably bump up to another class. So he'll be, if he's not master right now, he will be. But if he puts in the time and effort, I would say in six months he'll become a grandmaster in, uh, in Rimfire Rifle Open and PCC Open because it's just, you know, he's got all the technical stuff. you just got to learn how to shoot at speed, and, you know, you got to get outside of that comfort zone. So I think Blinkster would be the same way. So, Plankster, if you want to come on down, you got an open invite. I'll make you fast, at least faster. Well, see, I think Plankster wants to have all the targets, like, poker chip size, because then he knows he could hit those. <laughs> see, there, there were a couple times he said, if you put playing cards out there, I will be able to hit them. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, well, that is all the questions that I really had tonight, so... Thank you, Steve, for your participation in the event. We were, it was great to see you there. Jim, you don't do Rimfire Challenge as much, but that's how you guys start, so it was really great. And Jeff, 
we expect to see you out there next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I uh, it's uh, life got in the way. <laughs> <laughs> new job, uh, all that kind of stuff, and uh, it's just tough to get around. It's uh, I did actually uh, Google the address for the range, and it was 12 and a half, if not more, hours from the house, and I went, that's a tough drive. might even been 14, and so I, uh, I, had, to, I had to pass, but uh, hopefully I can get out there. Uh, maybe save a little money and I'll fly out there next year. Is it going to be in the same place next year? That has not been decided yet. Okay. So still working on that. Yes. Heather, did you know that South River Gun Club is an excellent facility and it's like 15 <laughs> minutes from my house? <laughs> I'm just saying, Jeff, we're just, you know, we're all friends here just talking, right? <laughs> if it's at South River, I'm going to come yeah. up and I'm going to stay in the Steel Challenge shed at the range. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> and take advantage of that uh, backyard range there and go exactly. practice, yes. He'll just sleep him. under the stars in your range. Yeah, I can hear Steve's wife going, it's 3 in the morning, tell him to stop. <laughs> Uh, Steve, what, what is she, what is he going home? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, Jeff, you may have to bring the hat with the hair, just saying. <laughs> there you go, yes. I'm, I'm a new guy. My name is Pierre. <laughs> well, what, th there's two other things, though, Heather, that I want to touch on about the Ring yep. Challenge match, that uh, the world match that we just went to. You talked a, a lot about the people and all that kind of stuff, which I, I agree 110%. There's some fantastic people. I would say some of the best times, you know, if people are going to a major match like that, is the side match that Larry put on Steel Target Pain and had GT Targets create a couple uh, plate racks, which was very challenging. I mean, that thing was non I mean, there was people lined up shooting that, which was a great time. And I know Vortex Optics uh, helped sponsor that. And then you came over to the invitation-only Tandem Cross um, drag race thing set up that Billy put together and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you didn't even have to shoot it to have a good time. It was, it was absolutely a blast. So if you go to one of these matches and you have this type of uh, setup, you got to go, you got to go early. But the other thing that I want to say is that I was extremely impressed by is you had a lot of, you had big and small companies there. You know, we talked about, you know, uh, Chet Whistle, he's not a he's not a big company. He had a 10. He had guns. You try them, all that kind of stuff. Put a lot of money out on the prize table. You, you know, of course, what's a match without Brian with the Hunter's HD Gold? He was there. He had a tent. He was supporting it. Put a lot of money on the prize table. Scott Volkortsen had an entourage with him. He didn't have a table, but he was out there shaking hands, kissing babies. You had the Tandem Cross crew, Brian and Jen and Jake and Eric and you know, all those folks out there shaking hands, kissing babies. It was it was very inspiring from a competitor perspective to really, it just wasn't, you know, hey, I put a couple bucks on the prize table or whatever, but to have some of these business owners that really believe in, you know, Larry, we talked about Larry a lot, you know, he didn't have a table, all that, put stuff on the prize table. Who cares about that? He was out there having a good time with with the competitors and to have that level of support from the industry you know michael bain didn't shoot he was over there shaking hands kissing babies i think i sold him on a cwa by the way mm -hmm. but you know we we're just having mm -hmm. it, it was just great to have that level of support from from the industry well and, and that even goes as far as you know cci being the title sponsor providing ammo you know the donation of ammo to everybody put a lot of stuff on the price table and on top of that sending somebody like 22 plinks are there too for us to to uh, enjoy his talents. 
and have him beat me. <laughs> so yeah, I mean it, it that is one thing that is really nice about this. We had we have all levels of companies and we had a lot of people there, a lot of companies there and and that is really nice and it's um it is just a great atmosphere and, and beyond the, the side matches, the demos that were on with uh Tipman Arms demoing some of their guns and JP yeah. uh rifles uh demoing one of their new uh, new uh, firearms that they're gonna be releasing sometime in the near future. Can we talk about the unicorn? Go oh, do it. tell, do tell, please. I, I'm, I'm not sure if I can, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if I can, but he had it out there, and I've got pictures. He said, yeah. Steve, you post those pictures, I'm going to come for you. And, uh, you know, Dustin's kind of a scary guy, so I can't post any pictures. Mm -hmm. but, uh, it, yeah, they did have um, they did have a new uh, rifle out there that somebody yeah. was actually shooting in a match. So there yep. was somebody in my squad that was shooting it, so it was pretty impressive. Yeah. Jeff, we'll talk after the podcast. <laughs> yeah, but, I like but no, that. Whose recordings <laughs> off? <laughs> so, so that's just that just goes to talk about the sport. I mean, you know, just JP having somebody even down there just to have a demo bay and Tipman Arms. Not only did JP put stuff on the price table and then had the demo bay and Tipman Arms put a lot of stuff on the price table and had the demo bay. So, yeah, it, it's just that whole sense of community. All different size companies, all different size donations, all different size support, and just having the companies actually being there and having that represent representation on site does make a difference um, to all that. So, oh so yeah, it's a great, great environment. Yeah, you you make a great point. It's one thing putting money on the prize table, but having, you know, Billy Stripling, he didn't he didn't shoot, but you know, he was there supporting a side match, and you know, he's a he's a yeah. one man show, if you will, and he's such a huge supporter of the Rimfire as well. It's, yeah. as well, as Steel Challenge. He anytime people ask, he he does what he can, and he's doing more than than a lot of folks. So it's it's great to oh, see yes. people like that that really step up and help support the sport and give back. It's yep. it's very inspiring. So yes, overall a very fun weekend, very very wonderful experience. Glad to have been part of it this year, and glad you could be part of it too, Steve and Jeff. Well, we'll get you there. Yeah, <laughs> and actually, Heather, we appreciate you reaching out to us and and coming up with this idea. It, it made a difference in, I think, for Steve to be able to to be the interviewee instead of the mm -hmm. interviewer. Uh, but also it changes it up, and that's what we're all about, you know, bringing mm -hmm. as much information out to the community as possible. And mm -hmm. so uh, we love that. And anybody else, if you've got ideas out there, uh, reach out. You never know. We might say, yeah, why not? Let's do it. Uh, you can reach us on uh, Facebook at the Steel Target Paint Podcast Facebook page, or Steve and I are both on there. Both of us have competitive pages. Uh, we'd love to hear your ideas. And, you know, you never know if it's going to work if we don't hear them. So uh, keep them coming. Hey, hey, Jeff, I, I've got an idea. Uh, okay. It doesn't uh, have anything to do with building a home range, okay? No, no but that would be great. <laughs> you know what, Heather, though? While we're on that topic, my home range is not big enough yet to hold the world rim fire, so that one's out, but South River's down the street. Okay, I wasn't sure if we talked about that or not. But, Jeff, I've got a great idea. I only wish, similar to what Amazon does, I wish Steel Target Paint had an auto delivery program. Oh, that's right. Oh, I, say, I think they do. That, that's right, they do. Yes. So say five percent. We're signing up for it. The Wyoming Antelope Club is signing up for it. We're going to be ordering, I think, three cases a month, uh, and uh, making sure it's there before the major matches, and uh, we'll be good to go. Perfect. So get five percent off 
uh, your steel target paint get free delivery, and you can set it and forget it. I think that's somebody else's slogan, so I'm, I'm sure that there'll be a lawyer contacting me. <laughs> Wasn't it that one guy? Was, that, was it Billy Mays or Ron Popeil? It was one of those. I guys. think it, I think it was Ron. Yeah. How's Ron doing? Is he in good health or I, no? he's I still around? Know. He uh, had spray on hair and the yeah. magic fishing thing and something else. I, I, Chia pet? Going way back. Guy? Might have been Chia pet. Yes. <laughs> yeah. and, and and we've just now all shown our age because we all know what that is. <laughs> Well, did you listen to last? I was trying to come up last last week. Oh, I started yeah. the uh, episode with Mister Rogers' Neighborhood, and of course, a lot of kids uh, probably have never heard of Mister Rogers. I was trying to come up with one. I was thinking the Banana Splits theme song, and I know the kids would not remember that. So, uh, Jeff, what the heck are you talking about? <laughs> okay, I'm the old guy. <laughs> I get it. I wonder if they make chia pet like hair for real people. Hmm. I don't know why I just thought of that, Jeff. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. You know, they have to just. It's good to know you got my back. <laughs> I, I know, I know you support us. And you listen to the podcast. Did you hear that one time where I was talking about Jeff Head in his kidnapper van? He had a, a hat with <laughs> all the blonde hair in it. Yes. Uh, Je Jeff, have you posted that picture? Yeah. I, I, oh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to do. Oh. That. Uh, the hair has been moved, um, so I'll have to find it. It's no longer in the van. I was. Oh, really? Yes, I was. Well, I was shamed in taking it out of the van. So. Really? <laughs> I think. <laughs> oh, the next time I see you, better be wearing that. I will. I will. Hey, you know, speaking of which, um, you know, Area Six is this weekend. I know you've been uh, kind of on the fence. You're going to be able to make it. No, unfortunately no. not. You know, being gone to Arkansas and, you know, here we got a couple things going on. Heading to North Carolina for my uh, my daughter's surgery in a couple weeks. It, I told my wife, I'm like, hey, we got Area 6 coming up this weekend. She just stared at me. Didn't even, I mean, didn't even like me. <laughs> and I'm like, the, oh. The, the look. Yeah, she's, I'm like, did, did you hear me, honey? And she, she just kind of stared at me. She turned and walked away, and I'm like, so that's that's a maybe. Is that what that is? <laughs> say something. Quiet is worse. Yeah, Just say yeah. something. <laughs> so so I sent her a text, ma text message. She says, I don't think that's a good idea right now. I'm like, neither did I. I don't know, you know. Yeah, and I couldn't talk to my daughter. I tried sliding her 20, but, hey, do you want to go to Area 6? No. I, I, who's going? So. Well, yeah. from the bottom from the bottom of my heart, and uh, I'm sure from uh, the Steel Target Paint podcast listening community, uh, we all wish your daughter a very successful surgery and a quick uh, recovery. Appreciate it, Jeff. And Heather, thanks again for being on. We we appreciate your time, and you're doing a fantastic job over there at Rimfire Challenge. Well, thank you. Um appreciate the time, and, and I just do want to call out, it's not just me, there's a whole group of people that, that are helping, so I I get to be the, the face, but there are so many people behind the scenes that are making this, this thing work, too, so thank you to the community, because it's all their support that helps keep me going. So thank it you, guys. Takes, it takes a village. Exactly. Thank you. All right, well, thanks, everybody. Uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, we'll be back with another one as soon as we can. Bye-bye.